Hello, and welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life podcast. My name is Jim Duke, and I'm the pastor of Olmstead Baptist Church in Olmstead, Kentucky. I'm thankful you're listening to this podcast and pray it will be a blessing and help to you. Our subject for today is Psalm 115. Psalm 115. Um, in the day in which we live, there's uh, such a great... Uh, thing that happens in our culture and our society of of self-importance and self-glorification. I, I think it just in in a very uh, general way, it is indeed the case with mankind because of sin, rather than following our, the directive of our Lord to glorify Him. I mean, that's the reason we've been created. Because of sin, we seek to glorify ourselves. The thing is, is nothing's changed. God is still God upon his throne, the Almighty. We are the created, and we have been created to praise and glorify him. Uh, even in a, in a difficult time like we find ourselves now, uh, he is to be glorified and, and to be worshipped and to be praised uh, by each and every uh, person upon the earth. Uh, he is God, and beside him there's none other. And so Psalm 115 speaks about that. And so for this uh, time, we want to take a look at this psalm. And we don't know exactly who the author of it is. Uh, nevertheless, it's in the word of the Lord, in the word of God, in the Bible. And it's been uh, authored by our Lord, inspired by God, uh, upon the psalmist and the writer. Psalm 115, verse number 1. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory. For thy mercy and thy truth's sake. So we hear the psalmist declares, and it is so, we are to give glory unto the Lord. And he, he declares this, not unto us, not unto us. And he says that, we've got to have that double emphasis uh, there speaking unto the Lord. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us. And <laughs> that's what we we do naturally. That's what mankind. Uh, we're, we're in in this situation. We find ourselves uh, uh, in our nation and in the world. We're looking to ourselves. We're looking to ourselves. And granted, there's things that we need to do. There's things that we need to do and pursue, indeed, and 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 to try uh, to exercise the wisdom that has been given us by the Lord and the living of life and and the care for self. But we need not forget our Lord. It's by him that we live and move and have our being. And so, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory. And we glorify him. I heard something interesting here about uh, cultures and the differences in cultures. How it is uh, with, uh, with cultures... Uh, Eastern cultures is that when they look and consider the Lord, they look to Him and praise Him and glorify Him for who He is, uh, and and that's interesting compared compared to Western culture, where we praise the Lord, our 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 our, our uh, the the thing that we're. Uh, the the word escapes me that we're the thing that we're preoccupied with is praising the Lord for what he's done for us now in the word of God we hear what the Lord has done for us and indeed we should praise him for what he has done for us but we should never forget to praise him for who he is and even in this psalm the the psalmist proclaims and, and praises the Lord for uh, what he has done for his mercy and his truth's sake 
But we need to praise the Lord for every wit that he is, for his greatness, his grandeur, his, his power, his omniscience, and his all knowledge, and, and uh, that he is God, and beside him there is none other. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory, for thy mercy and thy truth's sake. He has been very merciful to us. God, who is life, has given mankind life. And he's caused you and me to, to be born in the time of life, in the time of this world, in the time of our lives uh, here at this uh, where we find ourselves. And he's been merciful to us. He sends the rain. He gives us food and clothing. Uh, he provides us, uh, has given us families and, uh, and, and uh, uh, homes and children. And he's just been so good to us, merciful. He sent his son to die for sinners and to rescue us. His mercy uh, in that he gave his only begotten son so that a wretch like I could be saved. And you, if you're saved, you say the same thing. He said, the psalmist says, But unto thy name give glory for thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. The Lord always tells us the truth. The truth. He is the truth. He's the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus Christ tells us uh, there in John 14. And so we give glory unto him for his truth's sake. He may tell us the truth that we don't want to hear, but if he's speaking to us, when he does speak, he's telling us the truth. And we need to listen to that. that next, in the next two verses, verse 2 and verse 3, we need to let our witness stand out for the Lord. Verse number 2, Wherefore should the heathen say, where is now their God? And that, that is most appropriate now. Uh, we, net, let not, uh, need let, we need to not let the heathen say, the unbelievers say, now uh, where is their God? Where is now their God? But we need to be vocal about our Lord. The opportunity uh, in a previous podcast that we have now to speak about the Lord, our need of the Lord, the salvation of the Lord through Jesus Christ, how we're trusting and resting in our Lord. Uh, but Brother Jim, some might say, so well, Brother Jim, if we, if we declare that about the Lord, and uh, and it would be that some of our families or ourselves would, would become ill with this virus or it even kill us. Uh, how, how is that going to line up? Is, there, is, the, is the testimony of our Lord only good if he delivers us from this? No, our testimony needs to be good because the Lord will always deliver us, whether he delivers us here in this present distress or takes us on to be with him. Uh, the Apostle Paul said, he said, for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. And, and none of us want to die. We don't want to leave our families. We don't want to leave this earth. But we need to be ready to. And he said, uh, to, to go ahead and go on to be with the Lord, the passing of this flesh, and to go on to be with the Lord is far better. It's one of the promises that we have from the Lord. And again, when we think about death, we, we can certainly get afraid. Now, that's our flesh, but the, but the new man, the Spirit of God living within says, take me on to be with the Lord, but in the meantime, let me do the will of God while I live. Wherefore should the heathen say, where is now their God? We need to testify the Lord and, 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 and show our faith in him and our looking to him. That's what our world needs. That's what our nation needs is to look to the Lord for help because we're, 
we're doing the best that we can, but indeed, in the grand scheme of things, it's like a blind man groping around in the darkness. But the Lord, he's the light. Wherefore should the heathen say, where is now their God? But our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. And so he knows what's going on. He's not uh, disconnected from it. He knows every whit of it. He's the expert at all things. He's the doer of the impossible. And we need to testify. Let our witness stand out for our Lord. In the coming verses, we see here, uh, uh, what what we have been saved from, that from which we have been saved. And and as I mentioned earlier, the idolatry of self, that in our day, we, we don't deal uh, so much with idols. And maybe we might have some uh, thing in the world that we would uh, worship, we would put before the Lord. But the, the biggest idol in our day, in our culture, is that that I, the idolatry of self, uh, we worship ourselves uh, rather than the Lord. And, and listen, listen to what the scripture says here about that from which we've been saved. Um, we've been saved from this. He, he says in verse 4, their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. Uh, one thing that we're hearing now is all the money, all the money, all the money that's being spent. And, and many of those things will be good. But you know what? Money is not going to save us. The expenditure of money is not going to save us. Oh, there, there may be something, some sustenance, some, some equipment, some medicine and stuff that needs to be worked for and needs to be pursued. But unless the Lord blesses it, unless the Lord blesses the procurement, unless the Lord blesses with the cure of vaccination or, or medicine to help, there will be no blessing. And so self does not have the answer. An idol does not have the answer. The stuff of this life does not have the answer. It takes the blessing of the Lord in every case. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses have they, but they smell not. The psalmist is speaking about the actual graven images and idols of the day of the heathen of Canaan and, and of the world and how these idols are made of silver and gold, but they're just that, the work of men's hands have been made by man. Man has done, has been blessed to do many marvelous, marvelous things, discover many things, develop technology, uh, make improvements, uh, make life easier, we say, make life better and improve our living conditions and such as that. The thing is, is nothing that man lays his hand to or has laid his hand to, it will not work without the blessing of the Lord. All these things are vain and they're empty. If we look and trust in the stuff of life, the development of life of man, we will be sorely, sorely disappointment, disappointed. It takes our Lord to bless the work of our hands. We don't need to worship it. We need to use it as not abusing it, as the scripture says. He says here, uh, they have mouth, but no, do not speak. Have eyes, but they don't see. Ears, but they don't hear. Noses, they don't smell. Verse 7, they have hands, but they handle not. In that, I always think of Dagon and how it was there in the days of Israel and the Philistines and how it was that the Ark of the Lord was taken, and, and, and the Philistines uh, captured it in, in a battle. And they took it back home, 
and uh, they put it in the house of Dagon, and the next day Dagon's image was fallen over. Because Dagon has no power. He's a figment of man's imagination. Then they set it back up, and, and which they had to. Dagon, Dagon could not set himself back up. And then the next day, uh, it was fallen over again when they came back that next morning. I think his head and his, his palms of his hands were broken off. Because they have hands and they handle not. Feet have they, but they walk not. They have to be carried about and set up right by the Philistines. Again, the stuff of life is not the answer. We, we need to do and pursue and use, but without the blessing of the Almighty, it will come to naught. Neither speak they through their throat, speaking these idols. Verse number 8, I think this is key in this portion of passage. That which we have been saved from, namely in the idol of self. Verse 8, they that make them, that make these idols... Are like unto them. My, that's a that's a telling point, isn't it? They that make them are like unto them. No sense, no understanding, no ability, because these idols have no ability. Vanity. So is every one that trusteth in them. So our trust doesn't need to be in idols, graven images. Our trust doesn't need to be in ourselves. Our trust doesn't need to be in the stuff of life. How many of this we can make or how many of that we can make. And again, I'm not against pursuing the things that the Lord has given us and the wisdom that the Lord has given us in things, but we need not forget the Lord. We need praise Him and glorify Him and seek His face. Here, here in the coming verses, we see the call to the Lord's children. Trust in the Lord. The call to the Lord's children. O Israel, trust thou in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Well, Brother Jim, I'm not a Jew. I, I, I don't have any connection here with Israel. I don't get that. There, there are those that look at the scripture and, and any reference to uh, the nation of Israel, it's just kind of discounted and thrown out. The thing is, is this is the psalmist context. The psalmist, in this oracle of God, this inspired word of God, given by God to the psalmist, that's his context. Is he's, he's a Jew. He, he is of the nation of Israel. And so you and I, you and I, what's our context? Well, typically we're, we're not Jewish. I'm not Jewish that, that I know of. And so my context is not that of Israel, but I'm a citizen of the United States. And so li listen, listen to this. I think that we can certainly take this principle and apply it not that we in any way or the Lord's church or that or is any substitution for Israel. Israel has its place. We have our place. The church has its place. The Lord's kind of church. But the psalmist was writing in regards to the nation that he was a member of. How about this? United States of America, trust thou in the Lord. Trust thou in the Lord, USA. And that's what we need to do. We need to trust in him. My pastor, years and years ago, uh, it was very common, uh, God bless America. And, and he, made a, he made a message or two, at least one message in particular, where he, he said, God forgive America. And, and you know what? That, that is true. That is so 
so true. We need to ask the Lord to forgive us. We need to ask the Lord to forgive us of our sins. And we desire the Lord's blessings. But the Lord tells us, he, he tells again a principle there with Israel that our sins cause a great chasm between us and our God. He's holy. He's righteous. And he, he, he can't put up with our transgression and our willfulness and our sinfulness as a nation. We have many things to repent of. And we need to. Oh, Israel. The United States of America, trust thou in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. He's the only one that can do so. He's the only one that can, can help us. He's the only one that can shield us and protect us. And, you know, understand that if, you, if you're hearing this, uh, this podcast. Understand the blessing of our Lord upon our country has been just that, a shield because of the pursuit, the founding, the desire that our nation as a whole has had towards Jehovah God. He's been a shield to us. But you know what? Our turning our backs on him has caused him to take the shield away too. And many people wouldn't want to hear that. It's just, as we think about ourselves, we think about our nation, the, the, the thinking in our day and our culture is that we're a righteous people. If we claim God, if we say the name of God, that everything's okay. But no, it's not okay. If we deny God in our schools, if we deny God in our government, if we deny God in our society and in our culture, he will not be our help and he will not be our shield as he has been in, in decades gone by. Oh, Israel, oh, United States of America, trust thou in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. He's the only one that can do so. Oh, house of Aaron. So here, the house of Aaron was the was the uh, religious leadership, if you will, the priesthood, the house of Aaron. They had to do with the worship and those things related to the worship in one degree or another. You know, uh, the church of the Lord is the holy priesthood of the Lord, he says, a peculiar nation that we're referred to, a holy priesthood, a sanctified, set apart from for the Lord. And you know what? In the churches, we need to trust in the Lord. You know, Aaron was particular. He was chosen by the God by God Almighty, the, the, of the tribe of Levi, and that tribe was, was chosen by the Lord to be a minister of the Lord amongst the people. And so it is with the Lord's churches. We're, we're called here to shine, to be that city that's set on a hill. We need to trust in the Lord. because what, What's the psalmist say? He is their help and their shield too. We need to trust in him. We need to look to him and, and, and pray to him and go to him for everything. O house of Aaron, churches of the living God, trust in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. And then what's the psalmist say? Ye that fear the Lord. Ye that fear the Lord. Now, now we can certainly, uh, as the psalmist has written it, and even in the context that he is he has written it in directly. We can connect ourselves to that and see the connection to us, don't we? Ye that fear the Lord, the Lord's children, those who are saved, 
We've been brought to this place of reverential fear of the Lord. He's shown us our sin. He's shown us our need. He's shown us the Savior. He has saved our souls. We fear him. We reverence him. We love him because of his love for us. Ye that fear the Lord, the children of God, trust in the Lord, for he is their help and their shield. He is our help and our shield. That helping is like one that is trying to go up trying to go up some steps, trying to go up a ladder, if you will. That's the picture that I see, uh, a help, one that needs carried through troublesome times and one that is weak and lacks strength. He is our help. He is the help that we need. And we see he is a, their shield. He is our shield. He's our protector. He's our protector, child of God, churches of the living God. Uh, our nation, the United States of America, he is the only one that can help us. There is no God beside him. Many hate him. Many are opposed to him, but they will be brought to shame. They will be brought down. They will be brought to the lowest parts as he, uh, when he uh, brings forth his judgment. But his people, he is our help and he is our shield. In the next verses, verse number 12 through verse number 16, we see that his promises are sure. Verse number 12 of Psalm 115, The Lord hath been mindful of us, and he has. He, isn't that a wonderful thought to know that the Lord has thought about us? He's mindful of us. He thinks about us. He will bless us. Whether he blesses here as we live on this earth for him, Lord, he blesses us to take us on to be with him. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He, he will bless uh, his people and his own. We see that in Israel here in the psalmist context. And you know what? He's going to bless his nation. He's going to bring them again. He having chosen his nation Israel, he will not forget her. The Lord never forgets his own. As we've seen recently, as it says there in Romans, what can separate us from his love? Nothing. He will bless the house of Aaron. You know, he, he, he will bless his people. He will bless his churches. And the thing is, is it may be that he blesses us with grace to, to suffer for him, to be a testimony and witness. Uh, we just don't know, but he knows, and we can rest in his knowledge of that. The Lord hath been mindful of us. He's got a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us, and we can rest in that. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless his own. And understand, the blessing might not be for physical life uh, here on this earth. The blessing may be that he would take us on to be with him, and indeed his children and his people will be blessed when we are brought uh, to be with him, as I mentioned earlier. He will bless them that fear the Lord. He will bless them that fear him, that reverence him, that know that we don't need to make a move without him. We don't need to make a pursuit without him. When we have trouble, we need to go to him. When we have blessing, we need to praise him and thank him. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord's love and the Lord's blessing, whether it be upon King Solomon or it be of the, of the lowest from the judgment of the world and the status of the world, 
whether it be like Brother Lazarus there begging at the rich man's uh, table for crumbs. He will bless and he will deliver. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more, and you and your children. And so may we be a good witness to our children, that the blessings of the Lord would be upon them, to pray for them, to pray for our children, the, the families of the membership of the church, and, and those that are related and extended from us. May we pray that the Lord would, that his blessing would be upon them, and save them, and and they'd have their trust and rest in him. Verse 15, you're blessed of the Lord which made heaven and earth. Blessed. Don't forget who he is. Don't forget his power. He's made it all. All that we see and all that we live in and all that we are and experience, he has made it all. That is our Lord which made heaven and earth. The heaven, verse number 16, even the heavens are the Lord's. The, 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 the second heaven, it's his. The third heaven where he lives is his. He's made it all. Blessed, you are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth hath he, give, hath he given to the children of men. He's the one that made the earth and said unto our father Adam and to his wife, Be fruitful and multiply and have dominion. And as I mentioned earlier, that dominion that we are to have is to be a dominion to glorify him. But because of sin, we use it to glorify ourselves. But that is our God. He has created all things. And may we give glory unto him. Verse number 17 and 18, verses 17 and 18, use life to praise the Lord. Use life that we have here on this earth to praise the Lord. The dead praise not the Lord, neither any that go down into silence. And, and what the psalmist is declaring here is just from the perspective of being a person on the earth, from the perspective of living, and if we'd imagine the psalmist uh, days and weeks, uh, or days of the weeks, and as it would come to the the death of a loved one, the death of a friend, and they would be laid there in the heart of the earth and buried as the Lord commanded. Uh, they no longer go to the temple. They go no longer go to the temple to sing unto the Lord. They they no longer go to the temple to worship the Lord. They they no longer. Uh, go about in day-to-day -day life to be a testimony and a witness to the Lord. Again, it's the perspective of living here upon the earth. The dead praise not the Lord. Now, we, we know that those who die in Christ go on to be with him and are indeed praising him in heaven. But the psalmist is giving us the perspective from here upon the earth. The dead praise not the Lord, neither any that go down into silence that are buried. Verse 18, but we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. We live and we are alive and we will bless him. We will praise him and glorify him and look to him and worship him from this time. Because see, that's it. We're living here in time and we have the time that is allotted unto us. And may we use it from this time forth and forevermore. 
use up all of time forevermore in eternity indeed will we be we will be praising him and glorifying him and the psalmist tells about that future time on the other side with our lord in eternity but let us do so from this time forth let us praise him but we will bless the lord from this time forth and forevermore praise the lord and so that's a command praise him glorify him, thank him, uh, uh, extol him, uh, rehearse and thank him for his attributes, for his goodness, for his mercy, his graciousness, his love towards us, for his word, for the truth that he's given us and salvation, our Lord Jesus and his church, for the blessings of life and our families and our children, our spouses, our homes, our parents. Uh, all of the family that we have, for our work, for his provision for us, for the privilege to be a child of God and to praise his holy name. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory for thy mercy and thy truth's sake. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we come to you in prayer at this time, and we thank you for your word. We thank you for the words of the psalmist here in Psalm 115, and may we glorify you, Father. May we remember to do so. Father, may we glorify you as we meet together to worship you. May we glorify you in our homes and in our families. May we glorify you and praise you individually as your children. May, may the witness go forth unto the unbelieving, and Lord, that they'd not ask, where is their, where now is their God? But it would be manifested that you are our God and you will deliver and you will work and you will save. And Lord, uh, that we would be lights, bright and shining lights of you and who you are into a lost and dying world. Father, any that are listening that are not saved, we pray that you bring them strong conviction about their sin and their need of Christ and that they might see Jesus in his death and his burial and his resurrection, they, they believe and trust in him and what he's done on Calvary for the salvation of their souls. And we that are your children, Father, help us that we glorify you. Help us to praise you. Help us to remember to be mindful and to do so at all times in every way. Thank you for this time and thank you for your word. And We praise your name for all that you are and all that you've done and all that you've promised and all you will do. We pray and ask it all in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. I thank, I thank you for listening, and, and I look forward to our time together again on the Wonderful Words of Life podcast.